Welcome back to the Backstairs Podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. Uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Scott. And I'm John. And we are super stoked that you decided to come back uh, to listen to us. Um, today, we're going to be talking about coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Uh, not the Daughtry song. Oh. oh. Uh, I'm coming home. I already did that one. Yeah, we're not. We're not. This the, is home. No, no, we're 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 just talking about you know when you go away and then you come back, the feeling you get. Was it? Are we talking about that movie with the dog and the two dogs and the cat? What was that? Oh, the Incredible Journey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Incredible yes. Journey. That's what we're talking about. Chirp. Now, no, that's now another movie. That. <laughs> now picture that in your memory. What does that bring you back to? Do you guys have a time where you went on an amazing journey and then came back home and like ran through the field to your friends that you haven't seen after falling off a waterfall? It it bring back it brings back a memory to me of when I was a little a young young uh girl. And <laughs> and I was running through a field of spring wildflowers. And, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the hill, I, I fell on my face. Oh, oh but, my gosh. Oh, I don't know. Wait a minute. That was Little House on the Prairie. Wasn't oh, it? you know what? That's right. That yeah. was. Sorry. Wrong memory. Well, I have a serious one, Scott. What? I rode a bicycle. No, I'm just kidding. That's a myth, too. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. The summer of 2009 when I was gone for the whole summer and. Yeah. And. Road back and and uh, yeah, you should tell like you should, you should go into a little bit more than that, <sighs> yeah. But it's a myth almost at this point. Well, so you summer 2009, this may or may not have happened, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> summer 2009, I took a train with a friend out to Seattle and then rode our bicycles back uh, over the whole summer 86 days, supposedly from Seattle, yeah, from wow. Seattle. You know, it's a myth at this point. Thanks, Aaron, I appreciate it. My biggest supporter over there. Yeah. So I came home and, uh, you know, it was before smartphones and all that. I mean, we, smartphones were kind of a thing. Uh, I had a tr- cheap track phone that ran out of minutes in Ohio. Right. I didn't talk to my mother for, I don't know, 17 days in a row, I'm pretty sure. Was at libraries, logging into MSN and Facebook. We were scheduled to meet up with my father at the top of this pass in Vermont. And my, I was going to meet him at the top. So he didn't have to ride up, you know, he could just ride down the pass. It was right. like 17 miles up and 16 miles down. It was a little on coast with me. Right. Well, I turned this corner to get ready to go up into the 17 mile climb. And my dad and my grandfather are waiting there, oh. ready to go. And I just like the emotions of not only did they meet me, but he met me before the climb and my grandfather, um, they're going to be at the top. And my grandfather said, Oh, you know what? Let's go see John. And it just the emotions of, yeah, it wasn't home, but my dad, right. Familiar, safe place. It, it was home. So, yeah. Are we sure that wasn't an episode of little house in the prairie? That might've been, uh, Charles, Papa, more of the story though, because I can't be all that serious. Come on. Don't a moment. Is that yes? When I came home, it felt good. Yeah, just you know, to land bed and be ah, and all my clothes didn't fit, and my room was dirty and dusty because no one cleaned my room for three months. Obviously, you know, just stuff like that. 
So unless you have a, a story that's real. Oh, you want no, you don't want a real story for me. Okay. No, I, I don't. <laughs> the the one I, where you were a girl was better. I can't I can't top your story. <laughs> I will say it is weird because you know we moved. Rachel and I moved away for you know with college and living down in the Portland area. Yeah, and then like to be back in my hometown. Mm. Like you know I I know half of my customers at least that walk into the Verizon store. You know I I see people. If I'm home. I never thought that I'd be living like a half a mile away from my parents. But, but there's something nice about that. Oh, it is. It's wonderful. But all right. So today uh, we have a really special guest. Aaron, who do we have as our guest today? We have the the talented, the mysterious, the um, lovely. One could say that he's talented, talented, spirited. I feel like I've already said a lot of these. I, I feel like talented isn't enough multiculturally I don't think that's known. true at all. No, no, I let me finish. Okay. Known. Multiculturally known. Known. Oh. <laughs> yes. Across many cultures. <laughs> we have uh Josh with him. Yeah. Woo-hoo! All right, Josh. Woo. Hello. Hey, that welcome, was Josh. that was an intro, I will say. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get better. If there's, if there's <laughs> one thing we're known for, it's intros. As far as intros go, that was definitely one. <laughs> you cannot argue that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, Josh, we're super stoked that you're here. Well, with thank us. you. I'm I'm very stoked to be here. It's uh my first podcast that I've been on. So mine too. <laughs> it, it won't be your Wait. last for sure. Awesome. You're you're at least welcome back already to ours. Um, you absolutely. You don't even know what I'm gonna say. That's true. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, <laughs> I'll redact that. <laughs> redact it. <laughs> um, Should just make that a button. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. is. There it is. There it is. Redacted. No, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Josh is my cousin, and uh, he's he's pretty well known in our local community theater community. I, I would say that's that's uh, true. Yeah, that's 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 a statement. That's that's a true <laughs> statement. Yeah. As far as statements go. That is one. It is one. Uh, so Josh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I grew up in Western Maine, first growing up in South Paris, and then we moved to Norway. So I've been in the Oxford Hills ooh, most of my life, barring a few like instances where I traveled out. Um, after I went to Oxford Hills, I kind of took a few years off, but then ultimately kind of ended up in... Uh, uh, taking musical theater at um, University of Southern Maine. Okay. Right, right. We got actually, some alumni here. <laughs> alumni. So actually, I did not start out in that program. I actually started out as a classical singer. Oh. And then I had to leave for a while because I wasn't, wasn't feeling the program, let's just say. And, and I actually moved to Massachusetts to start a band with a friend down there. Oh, cool. And yeah. what was the name of the brand? Oh, gosh. I hate naming this band because it. All right. All right. Originally, it was supposed to be a wedding band. Okay. So please judge it on the fact that we wanted to be known as a wedding band instead of just yeah, okay. like a, a bar band. Right. Sure. So it was called Sweet Wind. Wonderful. Oh. It's beautiful. It's a great name. I see you laughing over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like for a wedding, that would have been great. Wedding yeah. band. Um, but yeah, we were playing these not 
I mean, they, they weren't dive bars, but they weren't amazing bars. So when we had to put our flyers out there, it was just kind of like a, what? Did you play oh. some jazz flute? I did play some jazz flute a little bit. Um, so it was actually an Irish Celtic band, uh, oh. Celtic rock band. We did like originals, some covers. Dropkick Murphy? No, <laughs> no, none of that. Actually, we we our setup was quite like folksy. So we had a hand percussionist. We had a fiddle player. I was playing like saxophone and flute and recorders. Yeah. And then we had a guitar playing and a singer. And so like we made some good harmonies together and I can almost, I can almost hear the Irish feel in your voice. Just listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I love singing those songs. They're, they're very easy in my voice. Oh, Johnny boy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, is it Danny? That, yeah, it is yeah, definitely gonna, Danny. Say, I think I've only I've only no. sent it to John. So oh. I only oh, that's where it comes was from. Was it more eyes the by the bills the boat ties the by the sails? <laughs> yeah. There once was a man who sailed the ship in the same for the ship. I, whatever that TikTok song is, it's going around. Oh gosh, right. Anyways. So anyway. <laughs> um, so this is an actually uh it we love music here. We're all like musicians. No, we um, hate music. What what are you talking about? But we're trying to focus on musical theater. That is true. Okay. So I, yeah, let's fast forward a bit. Came home from Massachusetts, re-enrolled in USM. Took about a year to figure out that, I mean, I, I wanted to be a composer originally, but mm. I also wanted to get out of that program and de- <laughs> get a degree. So they suggested the musical theater program because I had already done a bunch of credits that way. And I'm like, yeah, I like singing in English. I like acting. I, you know, it was actually a good fit for me. Just get out of vocal performance. That was the- <laughs> <laughs> get out of town. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about um, some of the shows that you've been in. Yeah. Okay. What's some big hitters for you? I got I got to start with the very first first uh, Oompa show that I did, and that okay. was Our Town. Mm. Um, it was up on the hill in Paris Hill. Who directed that one? That was Tom Littlefield. Okay. I just remember when we started uh, rehearsals in the Rose School, right in the the theater. And then we eventually transitioned up there because there's no heat or air conditioning in that building. So, you up know, on Paris Hill, yeah. up on Paris Hill. So like if you're in there in March, you'd freeze to death. But also <laughs> conversely, if you're there in July, you're going to melt your face off. Right. You know, obviously, which I think we performed that in late May, early June. So 2002, it says. Does it say 2002? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I had just come back from living in Portland. So yeah. And I was, I just remember thinking to myself, wow, he, he gave me a lead role. I've never had a lead role before. Like, I mean, I had one like in fifth grade, but I hadn't had one. What was that? That uh, was Christopher Columbus. Oh, and I was Christopher Columbus. <laughs> you look wow. like a Christopher. Do I? No, I don't really. know. I, I feel was, like just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knowing who that man actually was, like, feel you like, like you slaughter natives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time that I felt like someone took a chance on me. And I mean, I, I mean, also growing up, like I watched a lot of television. And so I really absorbed acting. I didn't really necessarily perform it but i knew what it should look like mm. so i kind of was just imitating what i knew was 
right, I guess you could say, when I look at a script. And yeah, stuff. yeah, for sure. So that was the first role, which began a long line of Oompa shows from there. I think I, I did nine shows in three years, which anyone who's done community theater. Th- yeah, that's, that's, that's a full boat. That's a full boat. Yeah. You're doing a show all the time, yeah. maybe a month off here and there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, some top shows, though. So that one was a good one. Another one is 1940s Radio Hour. And I've done that for both Oompa and for uh, Schoolhouse Arts Theater. And I think also Biddeford Theater Theater. Um, Do you like that show? I love that show. Playing the same role, uh, Biff, Lieutenant Biff Baker. Um, and <laughs> that, mostly... That's a name I wish would come back. Biff. Biff. Biff Baker. Biff, yeah. We need, somebody, we need somebody, more Biff in yeah. this yeah. town. <laughs> if, you, if your name is Biff, please leave a comment because I want to get to know you. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so I particularly like that one because I got to play saxophone on stage. Uh, Actually, I got to play woodwinds on stage, but tenor sax was like the the main instrument that I got to play. And I also got to act. So it was like kind of a dual thing. I'm just like, this is the best of both worlds. Yeah. Okay. So another one, um, I got to do an opera while I was at USM. Oh, cool. And I got to be the lead in that. I'm just like, you don't have any other guys to do this, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, but it was a little bit unexpected because I was just like before back in the, the early two thousands, I wasn't ready for that kind of thing. And mm. then, but my voice had matured. Oh, the 10 years since that had happened and it was ready then. And yeah. I don't know if people know this, but like your voice, especially for men, they mature mostly in the thirties. Like you're oh, really, you're not going to really have your full voice until your thirties. You, you, you're going to practice and you're going to do all those things, but it's not going to really settle. I guess you could say mm-hmm. like biologically, it's not really going to settle until then. Yeah, they say that about your brain. You don't really develop your brain until you're like you're 40 for men. Oh my gosh. Here I am. John, John is still hope for you. <gasps> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about my voice. I'm like, no, it's still, I didn't say it's all downhill. I said it was like it's it's good. coming into its own. It's coming into its own. I was just talking about your brain. I liked, I liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, you're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> so cool. So we talked a little bit about your your first shows and like your early career here in the hills. Who's like some big influences for you? I lied and I said that my first show with Oompa was uh, Our Town. But actually, my first show was Greece back in when I first graduated. Okay. So when I first in 1999, and I'm like the last one there, the last one of the millennium. I mean, I had a friend who was in it and he's like, hey, they need a saxophone player. I'm just like, okay, that's that's awesome. So I'll do it, you know, and I think I only had to play tenor sax, which was awesome because I got to like and my favorite song. And that is like there are worse things I could do and just. I'm like, bum, 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 bum. you know, it's just like such a yeah. awesome sultry line. And then I got to meet Linda Sturdivant and Linda Sturdivant is a force in, in the Southern Maine music theater. Mm. She is now the artistic director in Biddeford theater. Um, wow. She produced, she produces and directs, I think every single show that they have wow. and everything is quality that she, she does. So I first met her there. 
which was great. I liked her a lot. Um, I liked what she did, but I didn't get to really work with her a whole lot, you know, cause she was the director and I was just part of the, the music yeah. crew. You know, I knew of her and I knew of her daughter, Sarah Sturdivant, um, who actually got me to audition for college. So she was a pretty big influencer in my life. Cool. They both had that kind of like, you're talented, you're talented. Okay. Let's, let's <laughs> put you in the shows, you know? Yeah. Honestly, that's how a lot of my first theater experiences happened. It was just like, oh, hey, Josh, you know, uh, we already know what you can do. Can you audition for this? And <laughs> yeah, which was kind of cool. And I know that's not a typical experience of everyone. I feel very lucky that it was that way, though. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So, Linda, I got to work with in several Oompa shows. The first one really that I got to work with her as a director was um, Little Mary Sunshine. And that was also in 2002. It was right after, uh, it was right after Our Town. Um, just a little campy operetta. Okay. You know, nothing serious in it at all. And I played Corporal Billy Jester and he was just like this goof of a, of a guy, you know. I sang some racist songs that I really would never want to sing again. But I also sang one song that I still remember to this day. I remember all the lyrics to it. And it was like one of those ridiculous, like patter songs where I just like, I'm spouting out lyrics a mile a minute. Oh my gosh. Like I said, I it's burned in my brain. You have like a little, little taste. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear your promise for him. Now, doubting Thomas, your behavior is an absolute disgrace. If you swore upon a Bible, then your church is over libel, and I'm not so sure they wouldn't win a case. Or I sing you kissing others, though you tell me that your brothers, do you grow them by the bushel or the bale? Or you tell me that your cousins, you got cousins by the dozens, and I'm not might oh no, and it's mighty strange that everyone's a male. <laughs> and then the rest is I'm gonna say if we go yeah. much further, we're gonna have to pay for the song, I think. Oh, right. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Well, good thing I messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's burned in my head. I think I started it too low, but whatever. Uh, yeah. I, know, I noticed that. You know. So did she direct that show or? She did direct that show. And that was the one that Sarah was like, you're good. You should be studying with my voice teacher. Um, who was Malcolm's? Well, actually, it was Margaret Yager. But I wonder, I wonder why it says that Ken directed it on here. <gasps> Ken Sawyer did direct that show. I, was so, I didn't mean to correct you. I'm sorry. I was no. curious. Yes, Ken Sawyer did direct that show. That is absolutely correct. Redacted. Yep. <laughs> Redacted. I fact checked it. Oh, shoot. What was it then? Uh, the next show she would have directed was A Grand Night for Singing. That's what it was. Okay. okay. So a grand night for singing. I mean, obviously I knew of her. I knew of Sarah. Sarah and I had worked together and actually we had worked together at USM. She had me in like a little operetta there that summer. Linda was auditioning a grand night for singing. And I was one of the five people who got into that alongside the greats, uh, Katie Latito Arrington, Kristen Bean Searles, Cynthia Reedy, or Cindy Reedy, and Steve Jones. Oh. It was kind of a stacked cast. Yeah, that sounds it. It was just really good. Really good. Lots of beautiful, tight harmony singing, all Rogers and Hammerstein's music. Ugh, it was it was good. Yeah. It was I wish we would do it again. And then from there, I kind of followed her 
quite a bit. Uh, I think that next show I did was with her was a Christmas story. No, sorry. What is it? A Christmas Carol, the musical though. Oh, okay. Which is funny because there was a movie version, like a TV movie version with like oh, the Muppets. No, no. It was oh. like with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Oh, what's his oh, name? Kelsey yeah. Grammer. Yep. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a little bit cringy watching it. It was just like, <laughs> really? What are we doing here? I did that. Like I said, I just kind of followed her. I went from Oompa to Schoolhouse to where she is now at Biddeford, just doing her shows because. Was that Schoolhouse Rock? No. Oh, sorry. Uh, Schoolhouse Community Theater, I think. Oh, gosh. It's in Standish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just did a tally. Linda has directed twenty three Oompa shows. Wow! I'm not surprised. Which is insane. I mean, yeah, like, she's a huge reason for why shows continue to. Considering there's be like done. only twenty four Oompa shows. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little more than twenty four. <laughs> a few more. I say, I think I've done it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's that's great. Yeah, I should probably meet her. Like I. I, I am planning to go see uh, the Rocky Horror in Biddeford this summer. She'll be, we, I'm we sure, directing that. that. So, she is. yeah, you'll get to meet her. Yeah. All right. I mean, or even if she's not directing it, she'll be directly involved with the show. Right. So. Well, I'll, I'll hand her this podcast when we, when we go down there. <laughs> like, you, you need to listen to this. Like, like, Linda, her a, you're my inspiration. She, <laughs> she's going to be a big fan by then. That's, that's what I hope. She's I mean, an avid listener. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're listening, Linda, we, we would love to have you on the podcast. We love you. We, you're welcome anytime. Just, you know, give us a call, uh, shoot us an email, uh, <laughs> drop us a line on Snapchat. Uh, we don't have any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> do we have an email? We, we will. Oh, we do. We do have email. She, email. Is, she is super talented, though. I mean, like, yeah, it, it's been, a, I'm sure you consider it quite the privilege. So, yeah, I mean, she's been doing theater since, oh, her college days, which, you know, she's my parents' age. So we're talking like late seventies, early eighties. So you've got like 50 years of experience there nearly. Yeah. That helps. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> um, so let's, let's continue on. Um, yeah. So you spent some time up here in Portland and, but then you decided to, to, uh, to go South to, uh, to NYC. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, what, like what, what inspired that? So there were definitely some personal reasons why I left to go to uh, New York city. I, I was in a pretty bad relationship at the time. This was an opportunity to actually just like finally put the nail in that coffin, yeah. I guess you could say. But also, um, I had a friend who, um, was already living there in, in, uh, where 191st street in Manhattan. And hmm. he'd been living there for a few years and was auditioning. He, I think, had just gotten back from a tour, uh, a national tour, national children's tour. Sorry, okay. not quite a national tour. It's a little bit different uh, of doing Susical. And he was Horton, the elephant. Oh, OK, so but he also let me know that his roommate was moving back to Massachusetts. And he's like, come, come down here, you know, come do this. I remember going down there a few times beforehand and, you know, I'd seen a few shows with him and just yeah. kind of soaking up the, the vibe, the vibe, the magic of that city. Yeah. Um, 
And I was like, you know what? Let's just take the plunge. Let's just do it. Yeah. You know, why did I get this degree if I wasn't going to try an audition? You know, why not? Those were the things in my head. I finally moved. It was like August of 2014. And I was just like, okay, how much money do I need to save? A lot, <laughs> you know, because uh, I didn't have a job right at first when I got down there. Right. Luckily, I got, I mean, he set me up with a restaurant that he was at and I had never done restaurant work at that point. So being in a restaurant, especially in New York City, was just like very scary. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it took me a while to get my bearings. Uh, unfortunately, my roommate, who was a great help getting me down there, was not much of a help when I was there. Uh, so did you try out for some shows down there? So, yeah. So when I first got down there, um, like I said, I was kind of relying on my friend to like really keep me abreast of the information. Mm. And when that didn't happen, I, I tried to do it on my own. It was very, it was hard because you'd have to like think, all right, well, I would have to take some time off of work in order to do that with no guarantee that I'd actually yeah. get something. And then if I do that, I'm going to leave myself kind of financially a little bit less that week. And, you know, money is kind of a constant worry when you're down there. So in the two years or a little bit less than two years that I was down there, I only auditioned for two shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One was uh, wizard of Oz, the national tour of wizard of Oz, which would have been cool. But what I really found was like when I was down there, there's so much that you can, there's so much that the casting people can pull from Yeah, that no matter if you are a good actor, no matter if you are a good singer or a dancer, they can pull type, you know, right. it, it doesn't. The pool is so large. Yeah. The pool is, it's very large. And what I also didn't realize is like there were people who were like super into it. They were taking the classes. They were taking the dance classes. They were, you know, auditioning every week, um, multiple times a week. It's, it's almost like you kind of had to be like independently wealthy in order to like really make it successful and yeah. to handle all the rejection because it was, it could be more like practice at that point. Whereas I looked at it as, well, this is my one shot this month to <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Cause I, it's not like you'd have to save, but you kind of have to save. Yeah. You, you would have to think about that expense right. because you know, taking that time off. And so, yeah, that's why I only did two and the two that I did, I was just like, yeah, I, I have a good shot at this. And I didn't realize I didn't have a good shot at all. You know, what was uh, the, what was the other show? I don't remember what the other show was, but it was for main state. Actually, they were auditioning in New York and I'm just like, oh, if it's Maine State, well, I can just say, hey, I'm from Maine. I can, you know, at least live with people in Maine and I don't have to be like a burden, I guess you could say. But but also with those shows, when they're auditioning in New York, they're auditioning for like the interns sometimes. And that Mm. is a different pool of talent. These are people who are you know, just below that equity status, they're actually gaining their points and maybe they had just graduated from like a, a really prestigious university, like, like pace or other ones. Yeah. And I just didn't realize that I wasn't prepared to compete at that level because I had no experience in competing because too many 
People are just giving me rolls. Yeah. That is a double-edged sword. Yeah. I mean, I could kill the heck out of a song like singing it, but I guess I didn't have the fire to actually do the research into what they were looking for. Right. Like, uh, well, well, explain that a little bit. So with the wizard of Oz, I'm pretty sure like they had already cast all the leads. Yeah. So they didn't necessarily need somebody who was going to be a strong character on stage, which Mm -hmm. is what I play. You know, I, I play a presence, like a pretty big presence, especially with like my singing voice. Right. And so, yeah, your audition would be different. Yeah. My audition would have been different. I would have used a a much lighter mechanism in my voice, would have chosen a different audition song. Right. Yeah. But I just was just like, oh, I'm just going to do the most impressive thing that I have. And yeah, kind of failed it. And because I didn't get any callbacks, I just kind of retreated and just kind of focused on my work and focused on enjoying the city. Yeah. So, uh, so I kind of want to like talk a little bit. What do you think people should do during auditions? Like if they were going to audition for a show, I think the best advice you could really have if you're auditioning for like a big show, um, where there's like lots of people also auditioning for it. I think the best thing is to know who you are, know your best strengths, know your, what shines out of you normally. Yeah. Because yeah, you can put on a character, but it's still through the lens of your persona. Right. And you have to kind of know what other people are actually looking at when you're presenting. Yeah. In order to try out for the roles that would actually fit that. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's really great advice. Yeah, makes sense. I wasn't I wasn't going to audition for the Scarecrow when I auditioned for Wizard of Oz. That wasn't you were that you wasn't were, my persona. Yeah, no, and I think they made a good choice with you. you know, well, you, that I mean, your your voice. If I was trying to be the Scarecrow, I, I don't think I could have pulled that off. My body doesn't work like that. You know. Right. <laughs> um. So so Josh, so. You spend, uh, how long were you in New York? So I spent from August of 2014 to nearly June of 2016. So just shy of two years. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, So let's let's talk about you coming home. So you you spent almost two years in New York. You, uh, you said maybe, maybe home will be fun. Well, in New York, if you're really not working towards a goal, which, like I said, I had kind of given up the goal of auditioning because it was way too difficult unless you're like a little bit financially right, very, very stable. Um, it was just too hard. You know, there was there was nothing like there's no forward momentum in my life. And, mm. you know, I had nieces. I had a niece and nephews that were growing up without me. Yeah. And it was it was rough, you know, in fact, like that summer that I came home, um, my niece finally said to me, oh, you're like part of the family now. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, shoot. If I had just stayed a lot longer, I wouldn't have had this relationship with her, you know, Yeah. or, or, or my nephews either. So, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. one of the reasons I came home. Right. Um, and obviously the community theater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the community theater Obviously scene here community. in in Oxford Hills is, you know, 
world renowned. World renowned. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. But, you know, I've done like community theater in other places and I've done it, you know, there's it, just something about working with the same people over and over again and having that real relationship with them that you know them and yeah. you actually care about like their lives. And right. so just being like, oh, I'm going to be working with you for like two months and then you're going to be, I'm never going to see, see you again. again. Yeah. It's like, it, it's fun at the time. It's fun to sort of get to know them. But like, ultimately, you, you're not going to form a lifetime bond with this person. Right. You may think of them fondly, you know, or, you know, as Facebook friends, you can see what they're doing and be like, oh, that's cool. But like, you know, right. People in this community, I, I, I know. Right. I know them <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I know their children now too, which is really weird. <laughs> yeah. This, it's, it's just a, it's such a cool thing being a part of like a community. Yeah. It was, it's like community theater, but it's like, it's kind of a central theme of the show here. I think Aaron, yeah. when we talk about community theater, we're talking about community. And when we talk about community, I think we're talking about family. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, I just feel like I have so many like fond memories of just seeing people weekly, you know, you're like, you're like, we're doing the show together and we're investing together. We're putting a lot of time and energy and we're trying to produce this really cool thing. Uh, and then like after the show, yeah, like we don't see each other as much. We're not seeing each other three times a week, four times a week. Um, but we still like, we still have that connection. Like we, we did this thing together and we, you know, whether it was good or bad, we, we put on a show together and like we made something together. And it, like, I feel like you, you, you just become family invested in each other's lives you you hang out after the show you hang out before the show you like we've had so many people staying the night because like we're you know here till four o'clock in the morning and we're just like hanging out i'm one of those people yeah you <laughs> know uh, and i love that it's like one of my favorite things it's like you're waking up and you're tiptoeing because there's like six people on the couch and you you have to like leave for work early and you're like, I'm working on two hours of sleep. It's fine. <laughs> it, but it's just like that community of just like, we're done. We're going to do life together. That, that's something I really appreciate about our, our community here in Oxford Hills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To kind of piggy, yeah, piggyback on that. Um, what is interesting about that community aspect is if you do shows that aren't part of your community, but it's it's borrowing community members. Mm -hmm. So like Kelsey or um, Kelsey Franklin. Oh, sorry. Kelsey Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sukforth. Kelsey Franklin Sukforth. Sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> sorry, Kelsey. Um, you know, if I do a show with her down in Biddeford, I feel the family right, right there. Or like I said, if I do a show with Linda, I instantly feel the family. You know, she's like another mom to me. Um, or, you know, Kristen as well. Like, yeah, I don't know anything that like Kristen does. It's like usually an automatic. Yes. Even though if it's not the most convenient for my life, she, <laughs> she got a yes from me. Let's just say, <laughs> but it's because, you know, 
you, there's something about that that you can't recreate in other places. Mm. So when I get the opportunity, I, okay. So perfect example, when Oompa did roles of a lifetime, Mm. I was living in Buxton at the time. I was going to USM and I, oh my gosh, practically put myself into debt doing that show. (laughs) Um, you know, cause I was living off of student loans. I wasn't working right. at the time and I had a car that was, that was fine. You know, it, it got okay gas mileage, but you know, that's what, at least like 300 miles a week that I was probably putting wow. on my car, but I wouldn't trade the experience. Like I, I even had to like leave that apartment because I couldn't afford it. It was $233 a month and I couldn't <laughs> afford it. How sad is that? Oh my God. <laughs> $233 a month. No, nope. sorry. I can't do it. Go back to those uh, days. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah. So it it's like a draw or a pull back. Mm. That's just hard to like really understand in your head. I mean, it's, it's definitely, but it makes you feel good in like your stomach, you know? Yeah. Like it just, like a sinking good feeling to like be surrounded by people that you love that love you that they know who are, you are know who you are know what you're capable of know yeah just know you that you don't have to keep reinventing yourself each time you can just be yourself and comfortable on stage you know and you just, you get that connection on stage you, you almost have a familiarity with um, the cast at that point. You know, their riffs, you know, their, their, their looks, their, their, <laughs> the looks, you know, you know, you almost have like a, a sixth sense of what they're going to be doing. Yeah. You do a, a show with like John or Janelle, you know, you know what they're, what they're capable of and you know, Hey, I'm actually, I'm going to go off script right here because <laughs> I forgot the lines, but I know that they're going to be able to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I will say to piggyback off of the family aspect. I mean, you two are family cousins, but yeah. I just kind of want to go around the room because Scott, I mean, you at one point played Josh's estranged father. Did you not? I did. And I did. Josh, at one point you him. played my dirty old mother. But did you <laughs> not? Mother. The way that you say that <laughs> makes it sound very different. <laughs> And also, Scott, you could have been my stepfather because I'm, I might have been. And Janelle has, I don't know how you, have you ever been family to. I've been your sister. I've been your lover. No, to me, but to Josh. <laughs> oh. oh, Josh, Josh played your father. I've to me. been your sister. I've been <laughs> my daughter in, I think we've only been in. Roles of a Lifetime. You did that plays, song. Really. Well, three plays, yeah, technically. You were my dad in one song. Oh, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even though you're not. Of the age to be my dad, but it's fine. Not quite. Well, Janelle's been no. my daughter in two shows, mm-hmm. and then we just got married in Spamalot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, sloppy seconds, bro. Small Whoa. towns in Maine. What are you going to do? Well, oh when gosh. you have the, the, the five most talented people in Oxford Hills, you know, in a room, you know. Where's the fifth? Where's Danielle? Right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I'm being left out of this group. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'm not the most talented. I know that I'm not. I know. Listen, you just showed us all up in the most recent show, so you're good. I don't this, know if that's this true. Is very true. I, if you are, if you do not know what we're talking about, we're talking about Oompa's production of Spamalot. 
in which I music directed. But yeah, that's for another show. Music directed the multifaceted (laughs) Joshua. Not only on the stage, although he did uh, get on the stage a little bit there and spam a lot. He did. I saw saw your bloomers. I'm pretty sure. Right. Right. He showed us the D. You saw saw my big D. D. (laughs) (laughs) But but what he did the most of is direct the music in Spamalot. And and from what I understand is that's your first show being musical director. Is that correct? That was the first show. Yeah. Um, a little bit scary just because, you know, I, I know music. I love music. But, you know, actually directing people to do certain things is kind of hard, you know. Uh, you worry about like pushback. You worry mm-hmm. about what if they don't actually get what you're trying to do? You know, yeah, a lot of, a lot of worries, but I loved the cast. They, they really stepped up and just did a lot of good work, you know, and it was super funny. So, yeah. And I think it musically worked too. I mean, I, I tried to make it musically work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it did. I think you yeah. killed it. It was, it was, Thank you. it was yeah. really great. Um, well, why don't you just talk a little bit about your process? Like, like how, how did you like go about like coming up with, I know like the score is obviously written for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just kind of have to like present it, but. Okay. Well, when you're presented with the music score, you've got like the, the keyboard score or the keyboard one, but it's also the conductor store score. So in that it kind of like touches on like the important musical things that should be happening. Mm. So you can sort of go by that. But really what my process was, was um, I first listened to the Broadway score. I mean, the Broadway musical. Um, so I just listened to that on iTunes, like, and I had like a long commute. I had like, like a half hour commute every day. So that's half one, the, that's, yeah, yeah. That's disc one. <laughs> pretty much. So I listened to it like over and over and over again. And then when I found out, oh, I can't totally rely on that because that's not because it's like transitions and lots of other things that aren't in there. Right. I had to transition to (laughs) transition to uh, the actual pirated copy on YouTube Mm. um, because that had everything in it. And I could hear all the every single important note in there yeah yeah because it's hard you know we they actually expanded the space for the pit thinking that it was going to be totally fine but then when we all got in there it was like oh well the drums take up half of this yeah and the piano takes up the other third so you know you put a bass player and two reed players you're just like yep we are snug (laughs) plus i had to jump in there at some point (laughs) you did have to jump in there um you know what Okay, so the weird thing was, as the director, you have to decide things. And I don't decide things a lot. Like, Kristen, Kristen's a manager. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Kristen Searles is a manager. Right. So she knows what she needs to do in order to get stuff done. But I've never really had a managerial role like that before. So mm. asking people to do certain things or to make a decision like is this going to be enough room for you? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> or how much time do you actually need to rehearse these people? I'm like, I don't know. Do you need an extra rehearsal? I'm like, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
So like things like that was a little bit more difficult because I I didn't really know. Yeah. I never, I never thought about like other skills that you need to have for shows like managerial skills and Huge. time management skills <laughs> and, Huge. you know, people skills. Like, yeah, it's, it, you look on the outside and like, oh yeah, obviously you need that stuff. But like when you get thrown into a role of just like, Hey, you want to music direct this? And then you realize, Oh, I don't have all the skills I need. Yeah. Yeah. I can play every part and yeah, I can like show people how to play every part, but right. there's, there's other things. Yeah. Mu- music directing is, is super cool. Music and shows is so important. Yes. It very much is. Like, uh, in, the, in, in musicals. In musicals. For some shows, yeah. Music. Yes. Music is almost like another character on in the show. For real. Yeah. If I were to go with like Spam a lot, the character of that music is campy and cartoon-like. Mm. You know, there's, there's nothing... I mean, yes, there are... No, there's really not any serious moment in that show. I was just trying to think, nope, everything kind of ends in a joke, really. You know, even your song, the I'm all alone, you know, it's like super dramatic and slow and, you know, but it's still just very comedic, you know? Yeah. So music is like just super important. Yeah, you're right. It's it's another character uh, in the play. Especially when it's done well. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I brought it there. If I can speak about the particular pieces of music in the show, it, you have to almost treat each instrument as a character as well. Mm. You know, like when Danielle Tran was playing the piano or when she was playing like the organ or something, she wasn't just doing it just to like fill time. It was, you know, to create some kind of effect. Right. Right. You know, like when like God is on stage, you know, it's switches to organ music, you know, and or when it's, you know, when you had the chase scene, it switched to like old timey ragtime music, basically. (laughs) And it's like it only works if it if you know what kind of mood you're trying to portray. Right. You got to know the style. You got to know the where you're going with it. Right. Um, And yeah, you got to treat every instrument on there as a character in itself. And if you're missing that character you're missing that character like i had to play trumpet parts on a soprano saxophone but i had to do it otherwise it would have felt like a very different mm. show yeah like you wouldn't have never had fanfare music you would never have had right interesting no. yeah no, for sure cool yeah i think uh i think we're it's, it's time to move on yeah so Oh, yeah, no, so no. what happened? No, no. <laughs> Son of a. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so Josh. <laughs> I swear I'm going to come over there. I'm sorry. I, I'm done. <laughs> and John, you got something yeah, for so us? Yeah, so Josh, now? we were hoping that you would play a game with us tonight. Um, and you've kind of been a little prompted um, about the game, but I'm scared. Well, <laughs> no, no reason to be scared. Okay. Um, you have two envelopes, I believe, as is, does everyone else in the room. And Janelle, we're actually going to give you a little bit of playing time, if that's all right. I'm so excited. Thank you. Janelle Raven, our executive producer. Okay. 
Okay. So we oh, are going to play um, a truth and a lie. Not in which. Not bum, two bum, truths bum. and a no, lie. No, no. Just one truth and just a lie. Just one truth, one lie. Got it. In which, before the show, you each have written down one truth and one lie about your theater career, as have I. Uh, so how we're going to play it is you have two envelopes in front of you. The group is going to pick which envelope you read. You're going to read that statement out loud. It could be a truth or a lie. And then you're going to have one minute to answer questions as to, uh, for us to ascertain whether that's a truth or a lie. And for you to, uh, you right. know, okay. Uh, producer, we should probably have a one minute each timer. Correct answer will be rewarded with one point and the winner of the game, Aaron, Wins. What do we win? An autographed headshot of Josh with him. Got the front door. Wow. Wow. I'm looking at it and I'm like, I look like I'm smiling for the sun. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's silly. <laughs> so I love it. Um, in no <laughs> particular you. order, um, because Josh, you're the newcomer here. We're gonna start with you, Scott. <laughs> okay. Makes total sense. Yes. Okay. So it's one or two. Which one do I pick? Number two. Two. Number two, two my lord. lord. Number two is it. Right. Number two. Yeah, read your read your thing and then I'll start your timer. Truth or lie. My pants split on stage. Ooh. What show was it? It was Games of Foot. Games of Foot. Okay. And was it during a scene or I was on the stage and the show was on. So, yes, I guess it was during a scene. What activity were you doing when it split? Oh, that's a good question. I was uh, moving. Did the audience know wait, that it happened? Wait, wait, what does moving mean? So you were just like walking <laughs> and it just ripped? How tight well, were these pants? I was moving. There's lots of movement going on on stage. Uh-huh. I was not standing still. Did the audience stage. know? Were you, were you lunging? Or, hmm? No, I was not lunging. What might have been underwear were you wearing underneath the pants? What kind of underwear was it? Pattern. What pattern? Uh, it, it was black boxer briefs. Did you? Were you wearing black pants? Because that helps. Did you do the rest of the show with split bottoms? I did do the rest of the show with split bottoms. Huh? And does the audience know and that the, happened? In the pants. Oh. It's time. All right, no more questions. All right, so we're going to go around the room, starting with you, Josh. Is it a truth or is it a lie? Um, I'm going to go with truth. I I also, I'm going to go with truth. I was in the games of foot with you. Ah! I don't remember your pants splitting, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. But I'm going to say it's a lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with a lie as well. We're going, we get two lies and two truths. And right, the answer I is. I tell you, here it is. It's the, it's the truth. Oh, all right. right. So that's yeah. one point, Josh. One point, Aaron. Who's <laughs> keeping tally? I will. Yeah. Thank you, producer. It was, it was very handy that I was wearing black underwear underneath my black pants. Yes. So no one. That's why you didn't know so, Janelle. So do we get to know his, his lie? No. I guess not. So, Josh, you're up next, buddy. It's my turn. It okay. is. I have two gorgeous envelopes right here. Which one would you I vote, like? I vote one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, one. One. Oh, it's unanimous. Okay. I guess I have to do this one. When working on All Shook Up, Andy originally suggested a fan instead of a banana for Jen Collins' Collins's character, Sandra. 
Sandra. Sorry. I'm starting your When we say now. a fan as if as in a fan to fan you yourself. A fan yeah, yourself. okay. Because she's a sensual character. Yeah. Uh, so what what scene was this in? Like Um <laughs> This was Oh gosh, you're gonna tell me you scenes. Well um, we only have a minute here. So she she comes out reading a book and she's eating she's peeling a banana. Oh, okay. Okay. So and then Brandon comes out. Oh, sorry, a uh, Jim comes out, uh, tries to talk with her and she's I don't know, probably poops himself and then okay. goes away. How many twenty seconds left? Into rehearsals, how long did she have a fan for? Um, she had, she, it was only suggested in the last, like, four episodes. How uh, many bananas did she go through? Oh, that, oh, I think six bananas probably total. Maybe five. I feel like I have enough information. And that's time. I don't, I don't, I have nothing to go on. I don't know. I think, I think Andy, what would, I, it, what would Andy do? I think that it is the truth. We, that, we didn't even ask like Andy how it changed. Suggested it. Okay. Originally. All right. I gotta stick to my lie. I, I for some reason I think it's a lie. Okay. No, no, I'm going. I'm going truth. Okay. Yeah, I think that's truth. I am gonna say uh, that's the truth. Is that everyone? Yeah, we got three truths and a lie. Was a lie. Oh. oh, and the reason being, Andy didn't even know that she was gonna bring a banana out on stage. Oh, no. <laughs> she just showed up with it, started peeling it. I literally was just like, ah, like That's I was awesome, crazy laughing on outside. It was like, what is she doing? That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. It That's was awesome. hilarious. That's really funny. That was, yeah, that was, it was, it was great super foreshadowing of peel me like a banana. <laughs> so, our initial tally right now Josh has one point, Aaron has one point, and John has one point, and Scott and I suck. Oh, man. <laughs> Aaron, we're up to you, my friend. Oh my one or two. There are three chances. I mean, I like how the two's written on there. I think two. Two? two. I'm on two. two. Two it is. Dos. All right. The, the the two is I have illegally recorded two shows, like live performing <laughs> shows. Okay, do we have this timer started? <clears throat> timer is on. All right, what were the shows? Well, yeah. Um, am I gonna get in trouble? Doesn't matter. What we're sh- asking I, the I, questions. I don't know if you I could actually. Send it. You have to say what the show. Okay, is. we right. can beep them out, right? Yep. Right. Okay. We'll throw a redacted on there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, do we want to start over the timer? Because I, I debated that. Okay, timer has started. Uh, the the shows uh, were redacted, and uh, one of redacted shows I don't remember. Okay, uh, did you do it with the permission of the directors? Um, one. Oof. Which director? Redacted. Do the recordings still exist? Uh, one does. Oh, the one you gave redacted, or the one that. I don't want to incriminate myself for the government. <laughs> We're <laughs> redacting all of these. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, redacted. Obviously. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to think which one of redacted shows you recorded would be redacted. Or- it was not redacted. 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 Had you were up in the booth. Redacted. So yeah. I saw- redacted. That was great. That was yes, a good I. show. I mean, it's, it has to be. It has to be true. I guess. True. I, I, true. I'm gonna say true. True. 
Unless it's only half true. It is Brain. only half true. I've Darn. already done one no. illegal recording of shows. And which one was that? Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> um, well, no, that's not how that works. All right. So uh, we have Janelle now. One. Oh. One. One. One for Janelle. One is the loneliest number. I mean, you guys could have chosen a different one. You didn't have to follow me. Yeah, that was the are, Okay, are you're in it. Yeah, we're going. Oh, yeah, we are. We're going. Okay. I accidentally broke someone's foot on stage during a performance. Oh, well, uh, what performance was it? Oh, my gosh. It was uh, during Thoroughly Modern Millie. Okay, whose foot was it? A friend of mine's. <laughs> Who was Who's that? your friend? It was a fellow cast member. I, Not anymore. Yeah. Not a friend anymore. <laughs> and who was you have to specify who it was. I mean, that's the question I'm asking. It was it was a fellow cast member in the ensemble. Okay. Uh, ensemble. Uh, okay. What, okay. What, uh, what scene? Yeah. It oh, was. Sorry. Uh, it was during the scene where they're all drinking at a party, and then the police officer comes in, and it's like prohibition, and so they're all like, ah, and then I took a step back. And they actually had their foot broken. I broke. I broke a bone in their foot. What What performance was it like? What How many shows were you in? Uh, I think that it was like. You mean like how many shows were in the run? Well, yeah. Like what? Like was it the last show or no, the first I think show? It was like the Saturday, the Saturday show. Okay. So are you still friends with the person? Positive about that though. Okay. Oh, here we go. God, I'm sorry you didn't Not get to so. ask any questions. It's okay, you know. You asked all the good <sighs> questions, uh, and so now and it's flipped because you were in early modern. Early. I mean, yeah, I don't was. remember you break. Oh, do I? A bone in the foot. Though. That could be very. I feel like that. Specific. Yeah, that would have been. Because you could have you, all you been talking go, about it, but you, I was pretty involved with myself. You at could the break time. a little bone and yeah, still. Yeah, have, you don't. You don't need a I'm cast go, or everything. I'm gonna go with the truth. I think it's I think it's truth because they might not have known until after the run was over okay. that it was actually broken. I also think you'd feel terrible if you broke someone's foot. Would I? I, think <laughs> I don't so. think she would actually. I'm gonna go with this a lie. Okay. I too am going with a lie. It is the truth. <gasps> yes. Who right. was it? It was it was Carianna's. Carianna's. No. Yeah. Broke Carianna's. No I, I mean, it was just like a little tiny. I mean, she didn't have like a. It doesn't a take broken much. Foot. Right. But I, uh, yeah, she she pulled my character back on the stage, and she pulled a little harder than I was expecting, and I went back with my character heel, and I stomped on her foot like Ow. really Ow. hard. Ow. I felt so. How come I don't remember this at all? I don't remember. I felt so bad. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Neither Hear me out. I think that if Scott or Josh, you know what, neither of them get it, I automatically win. Oh. Okay. Sure. <laughs> we'll see. I'm still holding on to that. That is my pitch. Uh, here we go. How about number two? How about if we just make it a, like a, a sudden death? This is this one's worth three points. I still can't win though. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, this you're you're playing you're we're playing your game. I don't care. I want to win. <laughs> Number two. All right, here we go. Number two. Or how about two points? So you could win. I once dyed a white costume pink for the whole run of the show. I am starting the timer. What was the show? Uh, it was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. What? Why were you in charge of dyeing your own costume? I was very sweaty and I wanted to wash my costume and no one had washed my costume yet. 
It was so, an accident. It was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. A washing machine dying accident. Um. Yes. Okay. So was it a red shirt? Uh, or red? uh there was a red piece of something that made it right. made it red and pink. Have you ever played Where's Waldo? No. God, you need to come up with a better answer. Come on. <laughs> what? There's red in the guy's. I, I don't care. Well, this isn't gonna help me. <laughs> so was the director angry? The director was very angry. <laughs> but they still let you wear the costume throughout the run. Uh, I wore it for five shows, and the rest of my people were in white. What was your character? I was a Protean. So was that a, was your first time doing forum then? I was a soldier. Yeah. Oh. A, a, a soldier in pink. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Scott, what do you think? And the, uh, the director was pissed. They, they were upset. They were upset. Stop, stop asking yeah. questions here. Oh, the timer's gone off. <laughs> what do you think, Scott? I, I think it's the truth. I think it was the truth. I'm going to go with this a lie. I am going to say that I don't know. You have to say one. No. no, no. Do I? Um, uh, lie. I know for a fact that it is the truth. So oh! I know for a fact. I don't actually know for a fact. I just oh. wanted to sound like I was super sure. Oh my gosh. You I'll say I'm gonna challenge that. You. Oh, yeah, you did actually. It is the truth. <gasps> yes. My character I had a white tunic and maroon long john bottoms, and I threw them both in the washer together, and my whole costume came out pink. Nice. And Jeff and Norm were the producers for the show. And it was the first time. I mean, I got uh, Jeff. Jeff certainly. I got a lesson from Jeff that night about many things. So, but yes, I worked for five more shows. I was in pink and the rest of them were in white. What if you were to like put bleach on it, but like in a cool tie dye way? No one bothered to. I just was in pink. Uh, That's what you get. The pink protean. All pink right. So, so I believe the tally means that. Scott. Is the winner? Scott, Scott the winner. All right, you, you, you get my mug. I get the signed picture signed of Josh headshot of Josh. Dude, hey, uh, let's not be saying anything if uh, you happen to see this on eBay tomorrow. What? Oh come! Uh, you know, you know, I get up to I got bills to pay. Thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Take a picture <laughs> of your you and your winnings. Yeah, you if, gotta take. A- if you get anything for that, like. You better be getting Somebody, out of that Somebody's gonna, gonna buy it for the frame. <laughs> <laughs> this frame is worth at least $2. What does that frame say? It says our favorite blessings. <laughs> and Josh, you have absolutely a been single, a I am a multiple blessing. blessings he wrapped is, in one He has been a favorite blessing there. of ours here. That's at, gonna go on the wall in your, yeah. your room at home. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about putting it on the ceiling. <laughs> right above your bed. So, yeah, Our favorite yeah, blessing. Well, Josh, thanks for playing a game with us. Sorry you lost. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Typical <laughs> podcast. That's the way it goes. <laughs> Don't give anything to the guest. No. We get him. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh Josh, came back to you. Is there anything like you would like to add uh to this podcast before we move on? What do you see about the future here in our, especially locally? community theater what do you what do you Ian? i i think it's kind of bright i think there's there's quite a few 
exciting things that are happening in this area. Uh, like one, like Norway Brewing's moving down the road to that new spot by the lake. I think that's really exciting. And it's going to be like a performance venue over there. Does anyone know about that? Yeah. Ooh, so they're not, the so they're not moving their restaurant. The, oh, the restaurant is staying where it is. They, okay. they brewery part of it and like a tasting room is going to be there. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I did not yeah. know that. And I think there is actually like a resurgence of people who, I don't know, went away for a while and coming back to the area you know, bringing all their experience and their creativity and their creative talents. So I, I see good things for it. And I like coming I, I, home. Yeah. Like coming home. Like, but like also in a way you've already got these seasoned people who are ready to take the reins from the older generation, bringing new ideas. Like, like it always happens. It's always, it's always a cycle really. But yeah. I, I, I think we're in a Renaissance period. I wanted to ask part of that. I know personally, moving back home, being home, I've found myself almost feeling like a responsibility to be involved. You know, I recently found myself doing stuff with the boosters and now I'm on the board for with Oompa. And I, do you feel a responsibility to be part of that next? I mean, this is your home. Do you, do you have any type of responsibility? Do you feel responsibility for that at all? I do. And, you know, it, it's not a responsibility, but it's more like a feeling of connecting with people here. You know, I, I spent a lot of my life, you know, basically away from home and trying to get away from here. And I don't know, it's it's different because I kind of want to set my roots again, which is kind of weird because I never thought I would set them in Norway or in South Paris. And, and there are definitely some aspects of this area that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I wish this was different. But at the same time, there's a lot of good things that's, that are happening here. And I, I actually remember traveling down main street yesterday and just seeing everything in bloom. Just like, Oh my gosh, this is a very, yeah, really well-planned town. Mm. You know, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Winter's like rough, but like when it's really pretty, it's really pretty here. Really? Yeah. Right. This time of year, main street, Norway is one of those classic main street, small town places yeah. to be where it's at. Yeah. No. And we're really excited that you're, you're back in, back in town. I feel semi-responsible for that. Um, he was responsible for this. <laughs> It was one of those late nights here, sleeping on the couch and me whispering your ear. <laughs> Sweet nothing. Sweet. <laughs> Move back. I think we have a different recollection of this conversation, but uh, uh, maybe. maybe maybe that was the inception moment. And then, <laughs> and then the real conversation <laughs> happened. <laughs> oh, all right. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> so, so are we ready for strike? Yeah, I think, right. we, so, I think we, are. we need to wrap so. this up. So I would like to say, Josh, that we have a very inquisitive mind among, among us. Um, someone who's very questionably questionable, <laughs> has several questions. And he's very, <laughs> one would say that he is. That's not a word. Maybe it is. I don't know. A question himself. <laughs> an enigma. Um, but he has some questions for you. See Edward and like Nipa? any show, they need to wrap up with a strike. So, without further ado, we have Scott with strike. All right, yes, we're coming in with strike. We're gonna give you five questions, Josh. And since this is a show about community theater, uh, first off, I'm gonna ask you what 
does community mean to you? Uh, community means being the most comfortable to be yourself, to be home with fully being yourself. I love that. Like wow, you thanks. can't, you don't have to hide, you know, you can just like, I love that. Yeah. Share your whole being. Excellent. That's good. Excellent. Just be who you are and being comfortable in that. I like that. That's a great one. Uh, excellent. Excellent question. Buying so time to put the glasses <laughs> on. <laughs> you've had a, I'm expecting an accent change now. <laughs> uh, there is no accent change. Here. Seen to. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah. Uh, second question, Josh. Uh, you've been on stage for a lot of shows and a lot of things happen in those shows. And I want to know, give me one of your epic stage fails. So I was in college and we were doing one of the shows uh, in Corthell Hall at USM and it was Assassins. So Stephen Sondheim, just famous for words. Yeah. Not much good melodic content but lots of words anyway so i am playing charles Coteau, who mm, killed don't give it away somewhat <laughs> spoiler alert yeah, it's not in the history book or anything <laughs> um, oh gosh like i'm good right you know i don't remember who he killed anyway so he killed someone but anyway so after the first number he gives this gigantic speech because he's just this grandstanding guy and I had the speech memorized. It was awesome. It was great. And and <laughs> I literally get up there, start my speech and say, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to like say that we were all gathered here to celebrate. I blank and I say me. Oh, no. <laughs> and I couldn't really recover. Oh, no. Oh. And I was just like. Ed's going to kill me. Ed Riker oh, no. was the music director and producer in the coach and all the things i'm just like oh crap ed's gonna kill me yep so that was that was a bad moment yeah that's a great (laughs) moment what are you talking about that's a great moment it's a great moment and and uh kudos on you for uh giving that one up yeah people don't always want to (laughs) (laughs) the most important part that you can take away is me <laughs> i don't know i don't even know what i said but it was like bad it was so bad so here's another question H- how do you learn your lines what do you what's the process you do to learn your lines begrudgingly is that, is that no i'm kidding that, um, that is an answer <laughs> definitely an answer oh how do i learn my lines so if i have a lot 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 of lines what i do is i record myself saying the lines and then I just like kind of play it back when I'm in like the car or just somewhere else. And sometimes I like play it back as I'm like reading the script. But I, I feel like it helps to give it context, you know, with how you would might act it as well rather than just reading it. So you, you read your lines or do you read opposite lines? I read my lines. You read your lines. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll read along with them. I'll read like the lines in between too, but I'll make sure that I switch voices. So I don't, I know, but yeah, that's, that's the only way that I've really found if I've had a lot of lines, like obviously when I played um, Mrs. Galahad, those what, like four lines or five lines I didn't need for that, but you know, playing a lead. Definitely. 
Hmm. Monologues, definitely. <laughs> uh, so that was question three? Yeah, that was. Right. All right. Good. What do you want to see from a community theater podcast? I want to see lots and lots of different experiences. So I want to see like older community members. And I want to see like the younger community members. Like I would say if you, if you were able to get him and he would be very willing, uh, John Nutting does a lot of CLT shows. He is hilarious. Yeah. And Oh my gosh, <laughs> he'd be hilarious on the podcast. You, you wouldn't be able to get him to shut up. It would be amazing. That would be great. But also like younger, I would, I would probably try and get like Gabby, Gabby, um, Bodwin, Bodwin. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Camden. Cause, uh, uh Camden Colby, them together. they have like lots of experience in different ways, but they yeah. are coming into this very new on this end, you know? So I would, Getting those different perspectives, you know, because they might not have a lot to say or maybe they have a ton to say, you know, it's just, I don't know, getting lots of different perspectives would be great to hear. It's hard. The list, there's a big list. Yes. So we have a lot of talent in the community, but. But I want to add. It's just so exciting to add to the list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, The bigger the list, the better for us, for sure. And director input would be great, too. Obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 We we definitely need some of those. The so last question. Last question. Oh question God. number five. God. And maybe, maybe you've done it already. And maybe you haven't. I don't know. I want to know what Love is. Oh, sorry. What is the dream role? Ooh. <sighs> you know. Okay. So I was asked this question when we did roles of a lifetime, and I had no idea. So the weird thing is, I'm I'm much more of a musician. Then I am like a musical theater buff. Like I don't, I don't really listen to it on my off time. Um, I would. Okay. I mean, playing Chad and all shook up was definitely against my type. Like I was, I would never play him normally. Yeah. But being able to sing the crap out of all those songs, being able to exude that kind of, uh, you know, macho roustabout kind of like womanizing energy. It was fun to like have in my body. You were great, by the way. I don't know if we said that yet, but you were you were fantastic. No. You were- Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that's the most fun I've had on stage in a long time. Great. Nice. Um, it was a lot of work. Oh my gosh, almost too much work. But <laughs> like, I I feel like I was just like. Okay, well, this guy's like on stage most of the time. Okay, great. As long as I know that, I'm just not going to take a break, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy to think that you came out of this fall music directing a show. Yeah. And then going right, because we ended in November? Right. No, December. December, actually, oh. yeah. Early December, yeah. yeah. And then you jumped into All Shook Up in January? The end of January, and I just moved and back to Norway and all that, too. So, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you had a month time. off before you're getting a lead role. Yeah. You went from music directing to leading the role. Yeah. Luckily, I was unemployed, so that helped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that was <laughs> hey finally got it right that's true so that was better. strike with scott that was strike 
we are finished with strike and that takes us to the end of the show. So thank you so much, Josh, for hanging out with us, you know, talking musical theater, talking your life and just sharing with us. It's, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been a pleasure. I've never done this before. So I'm, I'm thank you for having me. I hope you come back and we'll talk a lot more about everything. Community theater, musical theater, Maybe straight plays if you've ever done one of those. I don't know. I've done never straight heard. plays. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, good. So there's more stuff to talk about. So you're going to have to come back. There's more stuff. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for listening to the Backstairs podcast. Um, if you liked what you heard, please write a comment. Um, follow us on the social medias. Um, and uh, keep, uh, keep, keep listening. Um, share it with your friends. Share it with your mom. Not that your mom's not your friend, but your, your cousins. My mom would totally listen to this. Yeah, she will. <laughs> I, I love your mom. Your mom. She knew what a podcast was. <laughs> so anyway, that has been the Backstairs Podcast with John, Aaron, and Scott, and executively produced by Janelle Raven. And that was with special guest Joshua with them. Thanks, guys. the Backstairs Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Backstairs Podcast, on Facebook at the Backstairs Podcast. Send us an email at the Backstairs Podcast at gmail.com. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs>